now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the The Derriers. Doing what we do, just driving up and down the roads of America looking for music. And here we are. That's right. That's about it. Fortunately, there's a a lot of good music out there. it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just waiting for us to come along and pick it up. Because it's been left laying around. I mean, I figure it's fair game, right? People are really irresponsible with their music. They are. Yeah. They are. They don't give it enough respect. Yeah. That's true. uh, but but that's why we're here. Yeah, we're, to do, we're saving the world <laughs> one song at a time. Well, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly what is Americana music? That's a fair enough question. I wish we had a, a, an appropriate answer. Yeah, right. We well, don't. Well, I mean, we we have an opinion. An opinion. Which has kind of evolved into a definition. A definition. And that's uh, we think that it's music with distinctive American, American roots. roots. That's correct. And having said that... We just kicked that door wide open, didn't well, we? Well, yeah. Because it's kind of everywhere. I well, mean, you know, a lot of people have kind of a narrow view of that, that it's kind of fit, fiddle banjo stuff, which right, is great, right. and we feature that. But, you know, it, it, with our definition, it could be it could be rockabilly. Well, it could be the blues. It could be uh, country. Show tunes. Um, yeah, it could be salsa. It could be barbershop. Uh, ragtime. Lounge music. Uh, opera. Mambo, big band, <laughs> sea shanties. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> Why not? Uh, and you know what else it could be? It could be Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Yes, and it has been, and it will be again. It will be again. The Americana Roadshow. Absolutely. Uh, the format of the show is: uh, we show up each week, uh, each of us with a virtual fistful of tunes. That's correct. And we have not discussed that with the other guy. Again, correct. That's uh, about the only rule we have. There are very few rules in our life. That's true. That's, but that's one of them. And um, uh, we decided some time ago that we would take turns starting the show, and it's an odd-numbered show, and oddly I, enough, Leo, I, you get to start. I'm just stuck with that forever. Hey, yeah, that'll be okay. That's fine. That's fine. So uh, what do you want to start with, Well, Leo? listen, I, I, you know I got this garage band thing going. Yes, you do. And I've been kind of getting way down deep. Now, listen, I... I, uh, I, I was going through this collection of music that somebody referred me to, right? And I came across this band called The Woolies. Okay. I <laughs> the, like it already. I do too, man. They were uh, an American rock band from Lansing, Michigan. And it was formed in 1964 uh, by some friends up there. And the uh, they did a, a recording of a cover version of Who Do You Love? Oh, really? Right. It's a, it was a popular song. Yeah, Everybody's okay. doing it. Sure. And uh, it was released as a single in uh, 1966, and it peaked at number 95. Oh, on, boy. Just yeah, squeaked in. Just squeaked in I'd there. take that, though. Well, but Dunhill Records uh, said, okay, well, that's pretty good. We'll give you another shot, you know. Uh-huh. And it flopped. So, oh, really? But they had their they had their one big deal. Now, in the, uh, they were, let's back up a little bit. They were a popular local Detroit area band. Okay. Right? And uh, they uh, they played they, uh, they competed in the Battle of the Bands contest, 
playing this song that I'm going to play here in a minute. Okay. The grand prize was a one record deal with a major recording label, and that takes us to Dunhill Records and the rest of it right there. Okay. So they won a contest. Yay. Well, so anyway, they, uh, they, 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 the end of their recording career, I mean, you know, their attempt at stardom, but that didn't stop, man. They just kept playing and playing <laughs> and playing, and they were just a huge hit. Now, Roger, I, you know, I like these guys because, uh, like us, failure never stopped. That's them. right. Yeah, that's it. It just, just makes you stronger. Just keep your turn your head down and keep going. <laughs> but, Don't make eye contact. But this, I, I especially like the way the song just kicks off, man, and it never slows down. So, from 1966, this is the Woolies. Who do you love? Great way to kick the show off. Yeah, man. I figured we'd get a little jump start here. Yeah, that's great, Leo. All right. It's your turn, Roger. Okay. Um, you know, we have uh, done some skiffle. Yes. Uh, on the show. I meant to go back and look and see when we did that. But uh, just as a quick review, you know, it's a, it's a genre of folk music. Um, and it influence come from American folk, blues, country, bluegrass, jazz. Uh, and it's generally performed with a mixture of manufactured and homemade or improvised instruments. Yeah, yeah, right? very very cheap way to do it. They yeah, didn't, they didn't have any money, those guys. So it originated in the United States in the first half of the 20th century, but it became extremely popular in the in the United Kingdom in the in the 50s. And a matter of fact, it was a huge uh, influence on one group called the Quarrymen, who the, were, which turned into the Beatles, right? Yeah. And uh, so uh, it, it's 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 kind of cool. The name of this band is um, the Cleanliness and Godliness Skiffle Band. <laughs> you know, no it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> now they were formed in San Francisco in 1966. Uh, they they had members in it. Now they were also they were all ex members 
of the Instant Action Jug Band. Okay. Now, that was a Berkeley-based, politically-inspired group from which Country Joe and the Fish evolved. Okay, well, that's the name I know. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So there was also a drummer named uh, Chicken Hirsch in the founding lineup, but he left to join Country Joe and the Fish. Uh-huh. Now, in 1968, Vanguard Records released um, this group's, um, I, I, uh, the Cleanliness and Godliness Skiffle Band's <laughs> debut album, and it was called the Cleanliness and Godliness Skiffle Band's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's now, a mouthful of the way you look at well, it. Well, people, uh, apparently, uh, bands later on did that same little joke, but they believe this is the first instance of a band doing that, their debut <laughs> album, calling it their greatest hits, oh, that's which I think is funny. I, I do too. Now, the exact release date of the album is uncertain, uh, but a comparison of Vanguard record numbers suggests it's probably very late in, in the year. Now, um, now the Cleanliness and Godliness Skiffle Band uh, also evolved into the Sunshine Skiffle Band. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's another story. Uh, and, and, and there's something else on this album that I'll come back to. But right now, let's uh, listen to the Cleanliness and Godliness Skiffle Band. That's the last time I'm going to say it. <laughs> oh, man, please don't. From their greatest hits album, 2006, Goofus. Flaming youth who was born just to fly away I packed my grip and I took my saxophone Can't read notes but I play anything by ear I made up tunes on the sounds that I used to hear And I start to play Folks used to say Sound a little goofus to me Corn fed chords appeal to me And I like rustic harmony Hold that note and change the key That's called goofus Not according to no rules they go goofers I got me a job but I just couldn't keep it long The leader said that I played all the music wrong So I stepped out with an outfit of my own Got together a new kind of orchestra And we all played just the same goofus harmony And I must admit, we made a hit Goofus has been lucky for me Songs that have headphones on really oh, yeah. pays off. If you're if you're not listening in headphones, uh, when this comes out on Spotify, you need to do that. It was the '60s, after all. That is amazing. And they were messing with your head. Yeah, and that's how like one take. I mean, I yeah, I think you're probably right. That's an old song. Yeah, it was written I think in 1930. Uh, so uh, that's pretty funny. Okay, Leo. Well, where do we go from here? Well, I can't resist uh, doing this song. Uh, the thing is, Roger, that we talk about Boogaloo a lot. Right. We do. Okay, I found this great song, and there's just very little information about this whole thing. Okay. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Yep. The, there was a, uh, a Fania, F-A-N-I-A, All Stars, 
were a musical group formed in 1968 as a showcase uh, for the musicians on Fania Records, which at the time was the leading salsa music record label. All right, they were okay. at, come out of New York. Now they they were founded in 1964. And uh, they were, it was one of the guys was Jerry uh, Jerry Mas, Masuki or Masusi, and the other guy was Johnny Pacheo, and they had this love of music and they had all these great connections, and so they just showcased all these bands, right? Well, one of the guys' name is Ralph Robles, and aside from the fact that he was one of the guys listed as a band leader uh, for this you know this group of musicians, right? I don't. I can't find much about him as an individual. You know? Wow. No, but, but listen, he's the band leader on this particular song. And I think the name of the song, because I, I saw it under several different titles, uh, but the one I think that sticks is it's called Taking Over Boogaloo. Okay, listen, go back and get those Carbon Miranda hats out. Hey, you got them? You want to go outside and dance? Let's go. Okay, here we go.
Woo-hoo. Made it just in time. <laughs> just in time. Woof. Man. Wow. That would be, the neighbors are staring, but you know, I don't care. I, it's all right. That was some good dancing there. Uh, hey, you know what? Hey, what? Uh, we've used up this uh, portion of the show. Oh, we totally have, haven't and we? We have. Wow. And uh, so, of course, uh, tomorrow's moving day. That's true, yeah. And, and uh, so we have to uh, police the area, pick up the trash, uh, change uh, the cat box. I know, yeah, Ardmore. We'll take care of that. He didn't like the fact that we went dancing. He was, I know. He wasn't too happy. Maybe we need to get him his own Carmen Miranda. Oh, hat. that's perfect. <laughs> That'll really tick him off. Uh, but we also, of course, need to check that left or inside, inside duel. duel. Yeah. Mm, and, I was just feeling so good. Well, you know, it, it is an odd numbered show, Leo, yeah. so I'm afraid it's your turn. But. But. You already have the Carmen Miranda I hat on. I do have the Carmen Miranda And it Miranda worked for you last time. It did. Uh-huh. It did. So i got to maintain a positive attitude. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm, positive I'm, dancing attitude. I'm going in. I'm going in. All right. We'll be right back. This is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. <laughs> We're back. Yeah, I'm still a little sweaty from the dancing. And the fear. And the fear. <laughs> Did that help? I, I don't know. I think so. Okay. I was I was kind of on like, you know, a high. Yeah. And and that, you know, is for me doing the tire is at extremely low. So I think it just balanced out. Well, then, there, we, you know, we might have a system here Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how many times we could just do the boogaloo every time before I go <laughs> and check the tire, though. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Well, we'll have to give it some thought. Well, how many... Uh, Pounds was it down or was it? Down? It's three pounds down. Okay, well, yeah, it was three normal. pounds. Yeah. Okay, well that, that works. That's still within tolerance, All right. right there. Yep, okay, that's I got, true. Uh, I got Ardmore taken care of. Got the trash taken out. Just okay, in good. Case you care, Ardmore, are you happy, buddy? Yeah. Okay, he's happy. He's happy. All, All right. right. Okay, well, uh, you know, we are broadcasting this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we brought this on ourselves. We are. Yeah, uh, we did. We threw the dart. Uh, we it landed in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, I handed you the list of weird town names. Yeah. And, of course, what name did you pick? PP. PP, Ohio. PP. Oh, it's a talent show. Of it, course. Why would you not pick PP? That's PP. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at the goofy names of towns, and PP just jumped out at me like... <laughs> You know, like it would, like it would. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying I don't understand. It was, now, listen, it's an old place. Uh huh. It was apparently organized in 1798. That is old. That's a long time. Yeah. And it was the first township in Pike County. All right, that's interesting. You know. Uh huh. But listen, it says the township takes its name from PP Creek. Which, nope. Oh, wait a minute. PP Creek. <laughs> That's another whole thing. Okay. Which was so named when an early settler inscribed his initials, PP, on a tree along the banks. That's what they're saying. Okay. All right. And that is what the town is now known for. And that's their story, and, and they're, they're sticking, sticking with to it. it. <laughs> Oh, well, it's, uh, we've been in a lot worse places. Yes, we have I been in that. This is a nice enough place. We yeah. found a place to eat, and there's yeah. a liquor store, so we were good. Yeah, we're yeah, good. We're good. Well, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriere's, PP, really? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> I mean, you know. How low will you go? Well, you know, what are, they ask what we're doing, you know, driving around the country, zigzagging all over the place in this old RV. That's and, true, yeah. You know, unlike our compadres on Truckers Radio USA. We actually do have compadres, that's We do, true, yeah. And they actually have things called... Ranches. ranches, yeah. And they get to do their shows from the relative comfort of their ranches. I envision them in their snug little studios mm-hmm. in their pink puppy slippers. That's what I I'm thinking. Could be. Yep. You know, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch. Where is that, Roger? Well, Leo, that's in the 
Dos Cabezas Mountains, of course. Uh, Alan B- Bailey has the Swingin' Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. That's true. Uh, we've been there. Orrin Friesen has the Rockin' Banjo Ranch. We uh, got to visit there just yeah, recently, not actually. not too long ago. And, yeah. of course, Orrin is the human footnote of the Derriere. He doesn't miss a lick. He always has something to add to it. Tell him to check out PP for us. <laughs> yeah. I'd be careful uh, Googling that if I was you, uh, Orrin. Uh, and, and, of course, we were whining. We were whining to our pal Suzanne. Right, that's true. About the fact that we didn't have a ranch. And Suzanne is really smart. She said, look at it this way, guys. She said, you have got the entire continental United States. Correct. Border to border, ocean to ocean. Ocean to ocean. You could say you have a ranch without, without fences. fences. That's true. And we roam that range in our RV called... Rambling Winfield, Kansas, man. That's right. We made the trip. We sure did. No problem. Yeah. All right, Roger. Where are we here? Well, uh, it's my turn. Yes. And um, uh, so uh, on the um, cleanliness and godliness skiffle band's greatest hits. <laughs> you just had to bring it up. I had again, to say it one more yeah, time. Yeah, one more time. There was a song on there that I was intrigued with, and, and the name of it was Altitudinous Youthful Deviant Number 468. <laughs> Say it again, no. Roger. Say it again. Altitudinous, youthful deviant number 468. Very good. Okay. You want to do it again? No. No, I didn't think so. So I, I, I thought, okay, number 468 must have some kind of meaning. Yeah. So I Googled it, and it symbolizes karmic rewards for your past deeds. Is that a fact? Yes. You made that up. Uh, no, I did not. Okay. And uh, so uh, um, I, I thought, wow, this sounds like an interesting song. Well, So I played it. Um, it was a uh, it, it was a uh, takeoff on Long Tall Texas. Oh, really? Yeah, it was Long Tall Hippie. Oh, man. <laughs> so you can maybe figure altitudinous, youthful deviant. <laughs> it's pretty clever, actually. I did. I got it. It okay. was you know well, it wasn't all that great. So so I decided not to play it, but. It did send me down the rabbit hole uh-huh. on that song. Okay, yeah. we listened to that a lot as kids. We right? actually played it in a band. Oh, we played it, Total Strangers. Yeah. And, and now, now the the version that we listened to uh, was uh, recorded by a guy named Murray Kellum mm-hmm. in 1963. That sounds right. Yeah. It was like his only song that ever charted anywhere. Mm-hmm. But the song was actually actually written by a guy named uh, Henry St- Henry Sturzlecki. It's easier for you to say. It's not okay. But and Henry Sturzlecki was a he was a an interesting guy. Um, he was born in 1939, uh, but he began his music career in the 50s in Nashville, and he sang country songs and um, recording with with uh, on the Decca label. Yeah, and he worked with nearly every star to come out of Nashville in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. No kidding. I mean, you know, he worked with Chet Atkins for a long time, Roy Orbison, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, Eddie Arnold, Bob Dylan. Johnny Cash, Good Ronnie Dillself, Murr Haggard, right? And this guy, he was a bass player. And he was nominated for Baseman of the Year, the 23rd Academy of Country Music Awards. <laughs> so, um, but uh, in, in uh, 1950s, he wrote this song, Long Tall Texas. Okay. Okay. So uh, I, I was looking for it, and I found a recording of, of him doing the song uh, in 1950, uh, wait a minute, 1979, and it was live on Austin City Limits. Oh, okay. And uh, it was with a, a, a band called the Nashville Super Pickers. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And it, uh, and I'll give you their names. Uh, Henry was on bass, Buddy Harmon drums, Johnny Gimble fiddle, wow. Charlie McCoy harmonica, yep. Phil Baugh guitar, and uh, then a, Charlie Santee was a music director. So, all-star cast. But I need to go back a little farther. Uh-oh. Because uh, in, uh, what was the time? It was 1959, okay? Yeah. So... 1979, Austin City Limits. 1963, right. uh, Murray Kellams. You're going backwards. Well, in 1959, uh, Henry put together this band, and um, uh, they, they, it was with his brother and a couple other guys, and they called it the Four Flickers. Okay. Uh, or, a.k.a. the Four Counts. And uh, they were hired by Lee Records, and the group recorded two singles in 1959, and one of them was Long Tall Texan. Long Tall Texan, okay. So I was trying to figure out how to do this, so I put together a mix-up. A mix-up. Yeah, you know, it's only, it's one guy with two different versions. Sure. Uh, But it's it's super fun. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, we're going to go in chronological order. Okay. Okay, the Four Flickers, and then uh, Murray Kellum. And then the Nashville Super Pickers. Gotcha. And then at the end, I kind of mess with the ending a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, the Four Flickers started out, and uh, I'm, I'm telling you, they're a bunch of white guys. Okay. They don't really sound like it. All right. But it's super cool. Long, tall Texan mix-up. Let's hear it. <laughs> Is that your giddy up? Giddy up. When I'm a long, tall Dixon, I wear a ten gallon hat. He rides from Texas with a ten gallon hat. Yes, I'm a long, tall Dixon. I wear a ten gallon hat. He rides from Texas with a ten gallon hat. Will people look at me and say, that your hat. He rides yeah. Well, I was walking down the street with my shining bag, my fudging and at my feet. I seen a man coming, coming with a gun and I just can't be beat.
Right up there, about number 10 on the weirdness scale. Right oh, there. well, thank you. That's a compliment. Jeez. Oh, All right, Leo. Well, where do, where do we go from here? I have a very little clue. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Okay. Because I had it on my list of stuff to do. Okay, we have messed around with the Lemon Pipers. We've used them in a, in a, in a mashup. We have. And we've talked about them in relation to, uh, I think, a special instrument and everything right. else. Uh, now I'm going to go back one more time. I'm going to revisit the Lemon Pipers one more time. And actually feature them. And actually feature them, which Good is job. only fair. Oh, yeah. Now, the song is Green Tambourine, right? Oh, yeah. From 1968. And it is credited as being the first bubblegum pop chart topper. Really? Yep. Now, listen, go back up a little bit. The, the band was formed back in, in 1966 by uh, student musicians from Oxford, Ohio. And they had played the college bars with their previous groups that included people like the Wombats, you know, and the Sabres. And, you know, they, had, they were pretty much a hard rock band. They played a mixture of blues, folk rock, a few covers from the Birds and the Who, stuff like that. Okay. And they were a working band, man. They gigged regularly in an Oxford bar called the Boar's Head. And uh, basic underground rock venues, the Mug Club, places like the Ludlow Garage, you know. And uh, so here's the thing. They, they did uh, a single on um, Capitol Records called Quiet, Please. I'm sorry, I said Capitol. It's Carol Records. And the original band existed as a quartet and then gained notoriety by reaching, this is where it all started going weird. They, they reached the finals in the Ohio Battle of the Bands at the Cleveland Public Auditorium in 1967. They lost out to the James Gang. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you just covered recently. Well, we just covered them, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, now they start be playing larger auditoriums and concert hall venues around the U.S., and including an appearance at Bill Graham's Fillmore West in San Francisco. Okay. On the same bill with Traffic, Moby Grape, and Spirit, right? And the problem is that they had this song that they came out with, and the, I'm going to play Green Tambourine, and it 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 maybe kind of ruined their rock and roll career. They 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 went in the the, the label wanted to capitalize on the success of that record. They didn't really want to. But the uh, the success of Green Tambourine caused the label to put a lot of pressure on the group to stay in that genre. Because it was very poppy. It was very poppy. Oh, yeah. And in March 1968, the band released another you know song, Rice is Nice, you know, okay. which I've heard, but I don't think it's much of a song. It peaked at number 46. And then, you know, it just kind of got hit. Now, the band had like no enthusiasm for these songs. Oh, man. And they dubbed them the Funny Money Music. Right, so they, money was coming in. Yeah, the paycheck. They only yeah. recorded them because they knew it would be dropped by the label, which was Buddha at the time, if they refused to record the records. Yeah, so they stayed with it. Wow. So anyway, Bunch of sellouts. It's a. It, it's sad. It yeah. really kind of is sad. You well, know? I mean, that's you know, I mean, you you, you have responsibilities. You got to pay. You got to pay the bills, bills and, and stuff. Yeah. So one of the guys is quoted as saying, "We uh, we were a stand up rock and roll band." And then all of a sudden, we're in a studio being told how to play and what to play. Wow. So it, there's a downside to this thing. Yeah. On the other hand, they had a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And this is it. 1968, Green Tambourine. Green Tambourine. 
It's a classic tune, you yeah. know? Yeah. And they, they really experiment a lot with the sound and everything. So. Yeah. So, and I love the electric sitar. So oh, yeah. And the, uh, the echo effect. And the all echo that. effect. Yep, cool. there you go. All right, Rod, just back to you. Well, Leo, that was great. And now for something completely different. What? Well, okay. Uh, last time we were at Real Grit, uh, yeah. uh, we ran into our buddy Brandon. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And uh, got to talking to him, and he was telling me about uh, this guy he had been listening to by the name of Tak Shindo. Okay. Okay. Now, I'd, I'd never heard of the guy. I haven't either. Um, it's an interesting story, and I'll try to compress this a little bit. He was born in 1922 in Sacramento, California, and he moved to Los Angeles in 1927 and in, in, you know, enrolled in college. But in 41, he was relocated to the Manzar Relocation Center. As part of the Japanese American internment mm, policy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was there uh, at, in, until the end of the war, and uh, well, he spent two years. And um, during that time, uh, he, he developed an interest in music. Mm-hmm. Now, some scholars have said if he if he hadn't have ever been in that camp, he probably would have been an engineer. Really? Yeah, because that was his mentality. Oh, everything. Yeah. Okay. So uh, whatever, but um, he got so involved in Japanese music that that he became like the go-to person for it in Hollywood. Um, But he did have a band. Following the war, he had a band, which uh, continued to operate for more than 25 years. (laughs) In an interview, he discussed the multi-ethnic composition of the band, and he says, um, you know, my band is supposed to be Japanese-American, but besides the four uh, Nisei on it, I have Jewish, Negro, Russian, Irish, and Mexican-American boys on it, and we have a swell time together. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so he had a pretty good attitude. So uh, once again, um, the, the, the big music, uh, the big uh, 
film, uh, Sayonara. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, he was a consultant for all that music. No kidding. Okay. So, um, but he's most remembered for the albums he recorded featuring a mix of Eastern and Western musical styles and instrumentation. And um, he got interested in an Exotica. Oh, right, our favorite. Yeah, exactly. we love that. And so um, he, he later recalled, he said, everyone is work- looking for a style. So in my case, I decided being Oriental, I had something I should draw upon. So I decided to go exotic sound. So he had this debut album in 1958 called Manga, The Primitive Sounds of Takshindu. And it was his first foray into that uh, that music, and it, it explores the primal rhythms of African music with influences from Afri- Afro-Cuban jazz, has animal sounds, a chance to create an exotic fantasy <laughs> feel. And this is, uh, I mean, it's more theater than music. And I had a really hard time uh, picking one, but... Uh, uh, this is really an interesting tune. Brandon, thank you for sending me down this uh, uh, rabbit hole. Tex Shindo doing Mombasa Love Song. you know bottling or canning beer removes a lot of the taste? I'm different. Yeah, 
That's what they all say. But for real beer taste, give me draft beer. Nobody's figured out a way to bottle that. We have. Ertl's has? Tell me about it. Ertl's has microfiltration. That's better than the pasteurizing that takes away that good draft beer taste. Here. Non-filling, microfiltered brew. Ertl's real draft beer. <sighs> Say, you are different. Ertl's is real draft beer. I'm true brew for fresh, non-filling draft beer. Which would you rather have? I'd rather have you, baby. And we're buried. We're backing up here. Yeah, we're backing up. Look out. We backed into pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Uh, don't do that. I know. Okay. Okay. Okay, fine. Well, uh, you know, this is the part of the show where uh, we just get right down and... Beg, beg, we're begging, uh, beg yeah. people yeah. to go to our websites. Come on, you know we spend a lot of time on those, and you know we want to make them entertaining. And, we work uh, awful hard. Yeah, and you know I think people could just take a few minutes and go check it out. We we drink a few beers and we and we make this beautiful stuff. And we do. Yeah. Well, you know uh, the the website for this show is thederrieres dot com, and as a, God is my witness, yes, the don't forget. The. the it's oh, yeah. a little tiny word, but it's very, very important. Oh, if you forget it, you'll never forget oh, it. Oh, you'll never yeah. forget that. No, no, no. Don't forget that. No, no, no. And of course, the website for the band is. Well, that's 3trailswest.com with the number three there on the front. Mm-hmm. And that's where we keep all the information about our upcoming shows. You mm-hmm. can buy t shirts, order CDs off of there, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if you go to either website, you're going to find a lot of content. content. That's true, yeah. And uh, we're pretty sure that if you uh, check it out, you, you will be. Contented. contented, but man, there's getting to be a bunch of it there. Yeah, there's a lot. So you might become confused, in which case you should just contact, contact us, us and we'll help you walk through it. Yeah, there's Absolutely. contact us tabs at both uh, websites, or you can get right to us with our email addresses. Uh, mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, mm-hmm. at com. That's right. Absolutely. Hey, Leo, you know what else? Hey, what? Um, if you go to com, go yes. to the Americana Roadshow tab. Right. And from there, you can listen to any of our past episodes, or right. you can download them and listen to them at your leisure. Preferably while we're in your... Leisure, leisure suit. suit. And if you do that, you've got to send us a picture. There you go. We'll post it. Absolutely. Hey, you know what else, Leo? What else, Roger? You can now find uh, any of our past episodes now on Spotify. Spotify. I love Spotify. Yeah. Well, it's on several platforms. It's it's also on Stitcher. It's on Spotify. Well, it is. But uh, they it's people on, might want to listen to it on TuneIn. It's, oh, just go over to Spotify. It's, yeah. it's got, I know you could do that. It starts with a spot, you know. Right. It's, but it's, it's also spot. on Amazon Music. I, I wouldn't know that. I generally just go straight to Spotify. I know it's, that, but people might want to listen to it on iHeartRadio. Well, some people don't know exactly what they're doing if, unless they <laughs> want to go to Spotify. Well, they, just, they have options. I guess, yeah. suppose, I suppose so. Yeah. And, you know, as our good buddy Mike Carr says, Go nowheres without the Derriers. Thank uh, you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. We yeah. appreciate that. Yes. Bet. Well, Leo, I think it's back to you now. You know, I was going back through the list here, and I, it doesn't look like we have ever done any uh, Chuck Berry. You know, I don't think we have. I don't which know how is we missed pretty that. Pretty amazing. It kind of is. You yeah, know? I actually got to see him live in his club once. Uh, my friend Dan and I drove over to St. Louis. I'll be darned. And got to see him play once live. Awesome. Uh, he was born Charles Edward Anderson Berry in uh, um, October of 1926. Now he he was something of a, a prodigy. I mean, he just took to music. You know, his first public performance 
was uh, in 1941 when he was still a student at Summer High School. And this, unfortunately, he had a few run-ins with the law over the years. Okay? He just couldn't seem to stay out of trouble. Yeah, he was a little controversial. He, He was. He was still a student there in 1944 when he was arrested for armed robbery after robbing three shops in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, seriously? Yeah, right back in our hometown there. And then he stole a car at gunpoint with some friends. And his, he says later, well, the gun wasn't loaded. It was broken. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> but, you know, it didn't matter. He was convicted and sent to the inter- uh, Intermediate Reformatory for Young Men at Algoa near Jefferson City, Missouri. Now, listen, while he's in prison, he formed a singing quartet and did some boxing, all right? And the singing group became competent enough that the authorities allowed it to perform outside the detention facility. Wow. While he was serving at his time. So he, it was re- released from that time, first time in, on his 21st birthday in 1947. And then he also, during this intermission, he trained as a beautician at the, the Poro College of Cosmetology. All right? Okay. So he, he was kind of honing his skills here. So anyway, uh, he was, uh, he, well, he was still in high school. He got convicted in another little uh, snafu with the law. Um, one of them was uh, that he insisted on being paid in cash for everything, and he, so he got busted for tax evasion. Oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, he did his time in, in the pen. He, did, uh, he worked in a, uh, as an auto mechanic in building cars and factories. He did a lot of stuff. He did whatever he had to get by. And then uh, when he got back, he made it in 1964, uh, he made a very successful tour of the UK, but he returned. He was his behavior was kind of erratic, you know. And this is at the point, and I had heard about this but him before. Later in his career, he did not have a traveling band that he worked with. He would travel with just his guitar and a pickup band. And his attitude was that you had to know songs well enough to be able to play them. Wow. And not only that, he expected you to pick up on the song when he played the first couple of bars. Oh, so there was like no set list. There was no set list. <laughs> and he he may not even rehearsed with these guys. Yeah. He just walked out and expected everybody to know his music and play it, you know. Wow. Okay, so but there's this one song in particular I've always been very fond of it and apparently a lot of other people have too because a lot of people have covered it. He wrote it and it's called You Never Can Tell. When the you know the the other title is "C'est la vie" or "Teenage Wedding," it's a great tune, man. And it's all it's in its original form. The act made a uh, you know he well. This is another story, Tyler. He had one other brush the law. What I'm not going to go into right now. Anyway, this is a great tune. It's a real rocker. Uh, he came out with it and and just knocked everybody down with it. So it's called "You Never Can Tell." It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished him well You could see that Pierre did truly love the mademoiselle And now the young monsieur and madame have rung the chapel bell C'est la vie, c'est the old folks, it goes to show you never can tell They furnished off an apartment with a two-room robot sale found work, the little money coming worked out well. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks, the culture show you never can tell. They had a high-five phone, oh boy, did they let it blast. Seven hundred little records, all rock, rhythm, and jazz. 
the tempo of the music fell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. They bought a souped up chitney, was a cherry red 53. And drove it down to Orleans to celebrate the anniversary. It was there where Pierre was waiting to the lovely mademoiselle. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. Truly love the mademoiselle And now the young monsieur and madame Have rung the chapel bell C'est la vie, c'est the old folks It goes to show you never can tell That's a great song with a very, you know yeah. Up-tempo kind of, uh, you know, feeling to it and you know a lot of cover, good cover versions of, have been done. Emmy Lou, his, uh, Emmy Lou Harris did one. You bet. That just kicks butt. So, mm-hmm. all right, Rod, it's back to you. Um, I'm gonna uh, do a song by a guy by the name of Sam Williams. Have you ever heard of him? No. Well, you, you know, you probably should have, and I should have too. He's the grandson of Hank Williams and the son of Hank Williams Jr. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting story. He uh, he he really uh, evaded the music business right, right. Uh, for a long time. He kind of just didn't know that that was really his thing, and you know, he didn't want to just get pushed into it. Uh, but he finally, uh, he, he was writing poetry and things, and then he got started collaborating with some songwriters like Jim Lauderell, uh, Latterdale, Lauderdale, sorry. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Laurie McKenna, and uh, Mary Gauthier. Remember we yeah, uh, yep. uh, covered her? Sure and then uh, guys like Ty- uh, Tyler Childers, oh, you sure, know, kind yeah. of that rat pack of those guys. Uh-huh. And so he kind of you know, found his own style, and it is his own style. Uh, it's super cool. He did a single in 2016, and uh, it's real bluesy sound. It's Sam Williams doing Dark Water. These waters are muddy. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. He That's definitely got his own actually. thing yeah. going, man. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Pretty cool, Raj. Hey, you know what? What? I think we are about out of time. Oh, really? Yeah. This this show's been kind of a train wreck. <laughs> oh, boy, has it ever. <laughs> but, well, we've been all over the place on yeah, this one. Yeah, we sure have. Yeah. We sure have. Uh, so, okay, we got to figure out where we're going. Oh, that's true. It's time um, to throw the dart and everything. That's right. It? Uh, it's my turn to throw the dart, so, so I... you go get the map. Okay, hang okay. on for a second. Yeah. Careful oh. with those Carmen Randa hats. They're drying on the wreck. Yeah. You know, he always right, lays right. there by that. I yeah, should know awesome. by that. Yeah. All right, there you go. Okay. Got it up? Yep, it's up there. Okay, right. uh, I'll get the dart. dart. Spoon drawer two. Yeah. Careful. Okay, okay. Got it. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready to go uh, let me here? Get in the circle. Circle. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm ready. Okay. One, One two, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Okay. Oh, well, we went uh, west and down Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi. yeah. Okay. Hand me that page That's, there with the weird. 
town names in Mississippi. Ah, uh, here you go. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Oh, yeah. What? Hot coffee. Hot coffee. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a nice place. Sounds, sounds better than pee-pee. <laughs> it sounds better than pee-pee. <laughs> I just got to just say it. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, let's see. We'll get out of here in the morning, and we'll go. We'll have some hot coffee, we'll and then we'll hot go coffee. to hot coffee. There you go. There you, that go. you got it. All right, Leo. Well, an interesting show and a fun one at that. It has been fun, yes. So, uh, But we'll get down the road. This has been the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. And don't forget to look behind you. It's the Derriers. <laughs>